Welcome back to Lost in Transition. My name is Riyadh. My name is Kevin. Today is Tuesday, July 5th. Happy late 4th to everyone. Obviously, we didn't jump on yesterday since we were uh, boozing and eating hot dogs and hamburgers. What'd you do, Gladdy? I didn't eat one hot dog or I didn't booze. So speak for <laughs> yourself there, buddy. <laughs> I didn't I got, booze either, but <laughs> I got all mine out over the weekend. I assume um, you did. So, you know, um, if I dip out at any point during this podcast, I'm watching, you know, super important, meaningful basketball, stress-free basketball, Sixers versus Grizzlies, game one of Summer League. I, this, this could be better than watching them in person. You're like watching their <laughs> regular season games, you know, a lot lower stress, a lot more fun. Yeah, no, Just, it, uh, the result doesn't matter, so you could just result doesn't matter. Just yeah. you know, solidifying the fact that we haven't signed a center yet because B-ball Paul, and now we have T- PJ Tucker can be our small ball backup five. So life's good here in the free agency in summer. Stress be, levels low. Been hearing a lot of good things about B-ball Paul. Yeah, He's, yeah. Uh, they don't even need to improve energy. the team. You know, useful defender, moves his feet well, been working on his vertical this offseason. So, you know, I saw – did you see that uh, before we get into actual like, meaningful stuff? The uh, Nuggets signed DeAndre Jordan. Um, yeah, I saw that. Like, that's insane, dude. Like, how is he still in the NBA after, like, people watch this postseason and, like, see how shitty he is? Like, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, I guess just trying just- to – just trying to boost Jokic's on off numbers so, so he can try to go for a three peat MVP. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, the Nuggets over the last few years, they've gotten some weird centers. Like they had Cousins for a little bit last year. They had, um, yeah, he was decent. They had McGee, I think, two years ago for a little bit. So I think they might just be trying to find a dude that could play like three minutes. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Obviously, with, Jokic being the best player on the team, then they're not going to need to interchange centers. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's get to it. Um, we last pod, we kind of talked about how, you know, the draft was a little uneventful and leading into the trade um, or I guess like the off season where you can make uh, trades and sign free agents that might not be as huge um, since Kyrie opted into his deal his last year. But since then, KD obviously has uh, requested a trade, which I don't think any of, I don't think, I mean, I wasn't hearing anything about KD requesting a trade. Um, so yeah, I was I thought, saying like pondering his future. Um, but like, yeah, what not, the that mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, we, I think we all thought that like there was a good chance that, you know, now that they weren't going to sign Kyrie long term and obviously Harden's gone, that, he might not play out that entire contract, but I don't think anyone really foresee it happening this immediately this quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously those are the two burning questions right now in the NBA about what the nets are going to do with KD and Kyrie. And I'm, I'm also expecting uh, or suspecting that a lot of teams are, you know, there's still a lot of free agents that haven't been signed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm suspecting that they're kind of waiting to see where he falls. And let's just jump into that now, and and then we can get to the other trades that already happened. Yeah. All right. So uh, KD obviously is the big name um, compared to Kyrie. So obviously a lot more. There's going to be a lot more suitors for him. Um, 
I guess the two directions we can go is uh, where do we think he'll go and where do we want him to go? And then how um, that, what that'll mean for the league, you know, there's been a few teams been floating around already, obviously uh, since he requested that trade, they, I mean, they even have like odds on like where he'll land. Um, I listed like a, I think eight teams that I thought was realistic possibility um, in the Warriors, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Heat, the Pelicans, the Sixers, the Blazers, and the Raptors. I think those are all, you know, they all have the pieces and they can actually technically make it, make it, make the trade from an uh, like realistic standpoint. But um, out of those eight, or if you want to add another, do, where do you think is most likely? You can give me a few teams that he goes. Yeah. Um, I would say my top three would probably be the Pelicans, Suns, and Heat. Pelicans, um, Suns, Heat. Okay. Now, I just don't think that realistically he's going to want his entire – I know we're not going to get into, like, legacy type stuff, but, like, I just don't see him going back to the Warriors because Warriors, of the yeah. fact of that. I'd be shocked. Yeah. I'd be shocked. Um, I mean, Suns obviously have been atop top of his list. They – certainly have young pieces and all their draft compensation. Um, now, if the Nets keep playing a weight game, I mean, obviously they're probably saying some of that is leverage that, hey, we're not in any rush to go into the regular season with both of those guys on the roster. Um, that certainly could take the Suns out of it because they're going to want to recoup some type of asset if DeAndre Ayton's walking out the door. I yeah. mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to be on the team this year. You know, whether it if it's not going to be this part of this Kevin Durant trade, then it's likely going to be some sort of sign and trade. And just uh, quickly with, about the Suns, do you think do you think it's the Suns waiting to see what to do with Aiton? Or is it also Aiton waiting? Because he could he could technically sign whenever he wants. He's just kind of waiting. Yeah, he, to, could, he could sign an offer sheet. But I think like literally the whole league's kind of on hold to kind of see how this KD situation progresses, which Got is it kind of insane but yeah um i mean depending on who he goes like the the first team you mentioned which we both be surprised if he goes to the warriors if he goes to the warriors then a lot of teams can maybe you know plan more for the future than than this next year (laughs) might as well just quit because we're gonna win the nba finals um so yeah that's the sun's angle um like i said they're kind of in a tough boat because if the i'm sure they've made offers that don't involve devin booker but you know obviously that's the moving piece um but um, I think the Pelicans probably are have like one of the best compensation packages they could put together because you can include Ingram and you could still have you'd still have Zion and CJ and you know Valanciunas and a lot of useful players on there and they do have a lot of other young pieces like Curb Jones um, and I think they have most of their draft compensation. Uh, so that's another one. I mean, who knows if Katie wants to go to that small of a market, mm-hmm. but then again, he doesn't have all the power in the world because he is in contract for another three years. And, yeah. uh, then the third one that I mentioned, uh, would be the heat because, you know, the front office, Pat Riley has been known to go get big time names. Um, obviously they can't include Bam in any package due to that stupid CBA rule. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm fine with that because I'd rather ship him out West, uh, make it easier for the Sixers. And, um, you know, they have, they have draft compensation and they have 
uh, although he seems like he's being devalued, which I kind of get. They have Hero and the Duncan Robinson to match the contract and or Kyle Lowry if they had interest in that. Um, so those would be my top three. What, what do you think? You, you agree with those? I mean, or? I agree with most of it. I think immediately when he requested the trade, the two teams that came out to the forefront were the Suns and the Heat, which makes sense uh, with the type of packages they could send. But obviously with the Suns or with the Heat having Bam, that makes it a little bit tougher if they want to keep him. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like, and I feel like this is like, it's like ironic because you would think it would be the opposite, but KD is such a player that he could really fit on most teams because of his, his relatively low usage, but still being able to be very, very efficient that it's almost like he would fit on any team. So it's like trying to fit the perfect spot it's like well he'll fit anywhere yeah, like he exactly. fit with the warriors so he'll fit with the suns he'll fit with best. the nuggets he'll fit he'll fit yeah. anywhere it, so it probably will just come to best compensation pass. so it's honestly to me it's like who do i want him to who do i want to see him play alongside yeah um and i think i think the nuggets are the most intriguing for me um him and Jokic together obviously Jokic being the mvp last two years kd being uh arguably the best player in the league still or I mean, one of the best players in the league still. Um, I think that combination with Jokic being a, a, a good passer, KD, you know, again, not being a high usage, can score in, in multitude, multitude of ways. I think that's the most intriguing for me. Um, the second would probably be the Pelicans, just with him and Zion, CJ McCollum. I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. But other than that, uh, out of those eight teams, the Sixers, Blazers, Raptors... Sixers just don't have enough to get them. Yeah, I just you have I'm, to demand like, and I don't need Philadelphia only. And then if it was just Embiid and Durant, I think that'd be more intriguing than all three of them. To me, why? I just, I, I just you just talked about the low usage part, though. The low usage, but that, but in with three stars, to me, it wouldn't be that. Like it would be almost like a Warriors situation. Like it would be. I like the sound of that, baby. (laughs) They would be so good. Like they would have everything on that team they they would need. So, uh, you know, I I I think again we're still we still got to see what Harden looks like. But you know, he's still considered a top fifteen guy. So you have two of the top players and a top fifteen guy. Like that's crazy. Or top twenty. Yeah, whatever. Like, and he would be in the perfect role there because he could. Yeah, he could he just would, be a playmaker. He would do he what he did in the Nets else. the first year. Yeah, exactly. Where just playmaking. He wouldn't. He wouldn't need to score yeah. really that much. But yeah, those those are kind of my takes. Obviously, you want to see him on the Sixers, but out of the Suns, the Heat, the Pelicans, who do you, who do you think would be the most intriguing? Um, I'm, it's so hard to not have a bias thing because I'm like, I just don't want another dominant team because I want. I think the Sixers window is the next like three or four years. So like, yeah, I don't want to see him go to the Suns. I'd ra- I'd say probably the Pelicans just because like you still have a big if factor with Zion's health and CJ's decline. Um, so I'd probably say there. Um, I mean, it would be really cool to see him battle it out with the Warriors in the West with how good the uh, Suns would be. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want the Heat because then it just makes the East so that much better. And like, we're not getting out of the East with. That's a tough Celtics, squad. Celtics, That's a really Bucks good defensive team with one yeah. of the best scorers of all time. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, ship them out west. Get them the hell out of here. Uh, all right. So, moving on to Kyrie, Katie's, uh, you know, partner in in uh, in crime. You can't even give him Robin. I don't know what the hell he is <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. Like his <laughs> fucking best friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, him requesting the trade. Obviously, that makes it harder for them to play together since they're already on the same team. Um, I don't think when he requested, I don't think he envisioned that they would be traded to the same place. Um, and from what I've heard and seen, it doesn't look like there's a really a, a market for Kyrie. There's no uh, market. It's just yeah, the Lakers. It's just the Lakers. That's what. And I'm they're thinking. only doing it because they're they're so screwed because of the what the rust trade. Yeah, you saw you saw reports coming out where like the Sixers were interested and the Mavs were interested. Smoke. But yeah, I was. I, I was talking to my dad about it because he he like usually falls for those uh those like Facebook smoke yeah smoke smoke screens on uh bogus reports. So I was just telling him like relax, wait till like ESPN says it or or someone like we know their name or whatever. But you know those those weird sites. But uh <clears throat> yeah, so Kyrie going to Lakers. Do you think that makes them the favorites? If depending on where you know not not counting where KD goes, but do you no. No, no. If they swap Russ for West or for Kyrie, no, I don't. I mean, I think it puts him in contention, but that's about it. I mean, he's just such a wild card. You can't trust him to play. You can't trust LeBron, AD, and Kyrie. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't your take. That wasn't your take on the Nets. Like there, we those questions were on the Nets, but you still had him winning it. Yeah, but I just think that. it's only worked with LeBron, with Kyrie. That's the only place he's worked with. Yeah, so I think I that's, I mean, like there's I said, a precedent it in, there. It puts them in contention, but they just have so many weaknesses. They're yeah. still horrible defensively, even if they do trade for Kyrie. Um, they're still, you know, very limited in terms of their depth. Um, yeah. You're relying on a, hot, a lot of, you know, young players now that haven't proven it. Um, so, I, I like I said, I don't think favorite. I think... You can put them in the conversation, um, but I don't think I would make them the favorite over someone like the Bucks or the Celtics. Okay, I think they're the favorites along with the Bucks. I think you know they're probably tied, and then you know if we see them killing it at the beginning of the year, maybe they'll be the favorites. But I think that makes them the favorites. Obviously, they'll need to put a couple other pieces around them, but I think with those three, I think that's a no-brainer that they should be a favorite with the Bucks, uh, Celtics. Maybe, I guess, depending on what the Sixers do. The one thing I wanted to ask you, I thought <clears throat> Broussard said this on First Things First. He thought it, the only reason, the only way he said he would be rooting for KD to go to the Warriors is if Kyrie also went to the Lakers. So then it could be a rivalry between the Lakers and the Warriors. Do you think that's an actual rivalry or do you think the Warriors are better? I think the Warriors are way better. Way better? Yeah. I mean, they I don't have... I- they don't have a good dollar. They have Looney as their big guy. It, I mean, you got to see what exactly depends what they on, give up. Yeah, it depends guess, if they have to give up Wiggins. I mean, they definitely give up Wiggins. Um, That's huge. You probably give up Pool. Yeah, you definitely sacrifice their their depth again. But at the end of the day, I think that that top five lineup is. I mean, it's pretty good. It's been it's been unbeatable when they've been healthy. So yeah. Uh, I think I think it will definitely make them favorites, but I think I think they could get like the way I see it is like LeBron didn't really have a chance against the 17 and 18 Warriors. 
and uh this actually gives him a shot like you get to like redo it with lebron actually having help more help with like an even kind of yeah, almost but you're also even. having a diminished lebron and like kyrie hasn't I'll been take this, it. that kyrie take hasn't it. kyrie hasn't been the same as he was at that but point but i'm i'm just either. saying in 17 and 18 like no one was going to pick the cavs to beat them Right. Beat the Warriors. I think people would pick the Lakers to beat the Warriors in this situation. And it's also because it's the Lakers. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the brand and like yeah, yeah, the brand. The, but also the, they. I mean, I'm saying I'm actually saying like they would actually have a chance. Like if you could if you could transport the the Kyrie, AD, LeBron, th- this coming up year back to the war against the Warriors, I think they would have a shot. But you don't. I mean, if, yeah, if you get that peak 2016 LeBron, but like, I don't think you're getting that anymore. I don't think you ever will again on both sides of the ball. And yeah, Kyrie but plays I, no I still, defense, I still like, think you're getting a top five LeBron. And I think that's with two other, one other top, arguably top 10 player. And one, there's other, no argument for Anthony Davis to be a top 10 player anymore. Well, if he, I mean, he could be a top 10 player this coming up year. You, that's definitely. That's definitely yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but there's been given nothing ever since the bubble that will have suggested that. I mean, he's still one of the most talented players in the league. Talented, but it, it, it's. I mean, the questions are just if he can play on the court. It's not like his ability on the court. They just won a title a couple of years ago with him playing well on the court. Yeah, like, it's not. It's not like he he out of his prime. Like I said, I don't trust those three people at this stage in their careers. Okay. Where I'd put them on that level. All right. To uh, You're just talking yourself back in the Lakers winning it all again after how atrocious they look this year. <laughs> yeah, bro. The rust thing didn't work. Man, man. <laughs> whoever, whoever said it was going to work is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about your favorite Frenchman. Yes, the favorite. Uh, seven-footer Rudy Gobert. Uh, got traded to the uh, Timberwolves. Um, looks like it's going to be Twin Tower. <clears throat> Twin Towers in uh, Minnesota with Cat and Gobert. Obviously, they have up-and-comer Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. And uh, um, they still have D'Angelo Russell. Uh, still got a couple other young pieces. Uh, but they did have to trade away a lot. They gave away Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and four first-rounders uh, along with a uh, pick swap. I think most people, from what I've been reading and listening to, it seems like most people think that's that that was an overpay. I mean, they gave away four players and four first-round picks. That's crazy. It makes no sense. I mean, it's just like you're – like what Vanderbilt's ba- basically a first round pick anyway, with how young he is. So, mm-hmm. and Walker Kessler wasn't he a first round pick this year? I think so. Yeah. So you're giving away essentially six first round picks for a guy who's like shown declining over the last couple years. Like he can't. I mean, I know like you have a lot of other scorings, but like he's not even. It's not even declining. It's like it's uh like the recipes. Two- been it's out like for how regular to season, him in yeah. The regular season, uh, postseason. He's just two different players. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, I think some of it's overblown in terms of him getting like completely played off the court in the playoffs because that's yeah. not the case. But like, yeah. Just think about how teams are going to attack them now. Just like yeah. with two of them on the court. Like I know Cat doesn't want to be a center, but like, just seems kind of ridiculous to go all in with this type of move when you have and it's 
Anthony Edwards, like he's the he's their guy. He's got to be the best player on the championship team, and he's twenty one. Like yeah. the timelines don't align at all. Yeah, like, you, he's gonna have to be like at least like twenty five ish for that. And what's a I don't know what's Rudy now like twenty eight, twenty nine. What's mm-hmm. a thirty three or thirty four year old Rudy Gobert at that time? Like it's probably not gonna be anywhere near what he is now. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, same thing like you said, like you gave away like very useful playoff players in like Beasley and Beverly. Um, I just, I just don't understand what the crunch time thoughts would be. Like, obviously they wanted to give town some help on the interior because he's not really a rim protector. Yeah. And they were like 25th in the NBA this year. Yeah. And then all defense at the rim and the, the offensive end, he can space the floor. So go bear can, you know, chill out in the dunker spot or whatever. Um, you know, towns is a great shooter. But I'm just thinking in crunch time, they're either going to – I mean, it's not a situation where it's like the Cavs where they have Allen and Mobley where they can interchange them if they don't have to play them both and they, they're they still good uh, defensively. But if they take Gobert off the floor because of, you know, the matchup or whatever, they're just back in the same situation they were. Yeah, exactly. And then also you're, you're, you sacrificed all your depth as well. Yeah. So, like, if you take him off the floor – for that circumstance like you're probably going to have a player that won't be a, a meaningful playoff rotation player yeah. or shouldn't be um it just i guess i mean what's I their what's their ceiling now like you get to the second round maybe you get to the conference finals if everything breaks perfectly for them yeah. like th- like what teams you are you saying i'd be surprised yeah I'd, I'd be surprised if they made it to the conference finals but i like, wouldn't be shocked are- what teams are better than them? Would you say as of today? Um, You'd say probably Warriors, Warriors just in the West, probably the Nuggets. Yeah, in the West, Warriors, Nuggets, Warriors. Nuggets if they're healthy. Um, and like probably Suns, the, Suns depending on what so moves they make. Suns, yeah, maybe. And then like you Grizzlies, could, uh, you could argue Grizzlies. Yeah, I think Grizzlies are better than them. Yeah, beat I, mean, them last I wouldn't year. say it's definite, but like yeah, so I mean it's not definite. Oh, and probably the probably the Clippers. Clippers uh, yeah. depends on what the Pelicans do. They'll be competitive. Yeah. So you have, I mean, I would say you have like three pretty much not locks, but like I would definitely pick the Clippers, the yeah. Nuggets, and the Warriors over them in a series. Yeah, if this didn't. Yeah, I don't think it. I mean, did the I don't you keep track of this more than I do, but the their like odds of winning the title did they even like move at, at all? I doubt they moved drastically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just really can't. I'm not sure they they must have panicked or something, or a Rod yeah. must have made a call. I don't I don't really know. It's 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 crazy because they just got that new president Tim Connolly, who's pretty well established and regarded pretty high um, amongst league amongst league executives. Uh, they got him from Denver and just to pull this trade. I mean, who are, who are what are their offensive threats? Towns and and Edwards, right? So. Yeah, have I mean, to carry you still the load. D'Lo, but he's shown he hasn't been great in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and it's I don't think he's to a, move off of him anyway. So. He's not a crunch time guy, I don't think. Yeah, uh, they did. They did saw Kyle Anderson. I think he's a good pickup for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I wasn't in love with them last year. Um, it's most. I mostly just don't like Patrick Beverly. Now he's off the team. I I might like him better, but. Um, I feel like uh, this is kind of like a good transition into the Hawks trade um, okay. just because, in my opinion, 
a little like both of the trades are like a little rushed and a little premature. Mm. Um, I think Deontay Murray is a great fit next to Trey. It's Dejounte. Dejounte, whatever, dude. You pronounce it wrong all the time. Um, but yeah, uh, but but that's because I don't know the pronunciation. Not because I didn't. I could say a completely different name. Um, so like I just really don't think that their move makes the Hawks like. Like you, you're giving up. What do they give up? Three first rounders. Um, what else did they give up? Or was that it? They just three gave first? up. They gave three up three first. first rounders, a pick swap, and Danilo Gallinari, who was waived. Bought out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I just think it's. I think the Hawks are still behind. Probably, as is like all mm-hmm. top four as like Sixers, Heat, and then the favorites, you know, Bucks and Celtics. Um, so it just seems like I think it will be a good fit, but just to push all your first round picks in on that um, just makes me a I'm little a, nervous. Uh, compared to the Gobert trade, I, I think this one's a lot better. I think it is too. One, so I think, and again, I think the thinking behind both teams is that they have their number one, number one guy in Anthony Edwards and Trey Young. So, you know, they don't have to make like a free free agent trade. They just have to kind of build around that. Yeah. Um, with the Hawks, you know, obviously you want someone that's a uh, a playmaker next to him, but that can also defend, but doesn't need like a, he's not, you know, high usage, high volume sc- scorer, um, which I think DeJounte, if anybody is fits well against uh, next to Trey, he's probably going to be, you know, a top pick. Um I think I think maybe a little bit overstated with with like their future because like I don't I don't know how like those picks are they gonna be are they gonna be even good picks if they're good in the you know if they're a top four team you never in the know next... with that man you never know because with the first round when you trade that many first round picks and just like the player empowerment era like I just feel like you can never trust anything you can never say anything at the time of a trade with confidence i mean you see how screwed the nets are with those picks now um you know you you just really can't project out five years um you saw it with the the celtics and nets trade back in uh when Ainge blew up the championship team yeah um it's it's just it's really tough to tell honestly yeah i just i don't i don't see in them I, I can see it hurting the Timberwolves. Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't I'm not like comparing them in a sense of like how bad the trade is. I think that trade was way worse and, and I don't hate it for the Hawks. I just was comparing the two in terms of, I think they kind of made a little bit premature going all in with those future picks. Yeah. I think, I think they pay, I think what I will say, I think it's fair to say is they overpaid a little bit for DeJounte Murray but I think I think their their calculations are probably correct, saying that even if if they don't make the move, they're basically in the same spot as last year, um, which will be frustrating to Trey. So at least try to make some move that doesn't. That's you know it's not like a it's not like a blockbuster move, but it's it's a a move that moves the needle, and see yeah, how how you I can agree. build off of that after that. But we'll see. Also, DeJounte's younger, too. So, you know, they might be together for a while. So we'll see. All right. Let's do this. Let's rapid fire. 
Um, let's pick three each and talk about the significant signing for that team. In terms of a, a free agent free that went to a new signing. team, went to a new team or stayed on his old team? Because um, a lot of players stayed on their old team, like Gary. Well, or, it was like a, or it was like a, a no, don't do any of those ones because like the big players okay. I knew were going to say. So like actual, like pretty much like free agents. Okay, so I'll start first with uh, my biggest one would probably be uh, DeAndre, uh, not DeAndre, no, DeAndre Jordan. He's got to be the biggest, biggest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Um, all right, I will. Um, I think a lot of them. I kind of want to cheat and say Malcolm Brogdon, but that was technically a trade. What um, about Anthony Simons? Simmons. All right, let, let's let's talk about the Brogdon trade first. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm scatterbrained right now. Uh, you were trying to avoid talking about the Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it's a great trade. Obviously. Yeah, it just really seems like I don't. I guess the val so the value is super low on him because obviously they're trying to rebuild build around Matherin, who they just picked, and Hallett. Sorry, sorry, real quick. Who's who's a better player, Malcolm Brogdon or Dejounte Murray? Dejounte Murray. Easily. Yeah. And also like the age and like Malcolm Brogdon is one of the biggest like injury flags in the NBA. Yeah. Like he's always been that even that was the knock on him, like coming into the NBA as well. Yeah. I mean, he's played like since that. He's 20... older too. Right. Cause he, he was like four years in college. Right. I thought. Yeah. I want to say, so since that 20 was, what was the other Raptors one at all? 2019. 19. Yep. Yeah, so like since then, I don't think he's played above sixty games, or oh, really? at least like sixty-five. Um, so I mean, yeah, the upside. That's probably why he went to get that bag in in the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, so the upside's the definitely there. Um, but I mean, it's just it, it's simply the injury history. Like he's not, he's really not been healthy. Um, so I mean, I think you know he's he's only twenty-nine. Um, and the good thing about it is they do have a lot of like tradable contracts now if they wanted to kind of swap that out. Um, but I just pulled it up. So this past year, 36 games, 21, 20, 21, 56 games, 2019, 20, 54 games, 2018, 2019, 64, 2017, 2018, 48. So he's only played 70 games once in his career, and that was his wow. rookie season. Wow. I didn't, so, I didn't even realize he was that, that injured. Yeah. So, I mean – I mean, they have a deepest team, um, probably probably the deepest in the NBA, maybe the Clippers. Um, but um, like I said, all they had to pretty much give up was a 2023 first, which they're going to be super competitive next year and obviously one of the title favorites. So what's that going to be, mid, mid-20s mid anyway? Yeah. Um, so it was definitely a great trade. Gives them a lot of like, lineup flexibility um, and, you know, lists them out as one of the favorites uh, going into next season. Yeah, I agree with most of it. I think great pickup, uh, just what they needed um, based on what we saw in the postseason. Play on or off the ball, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think they're going to be up there in the conference. I, I think I probably still have – I mean, I definitely have the Bucks over them, but, you know, they'll definitely give them a shot to beat them. All right, so now let's go into free agent signings. You got anyone lined up that you were like – you know, even if it's just most interesting, uh, it's probably going to be on like a 
competitor-ish team. Uh, you got any in mind that you want to rattle off or you want me to go first? Um, I thought obviously the Jalen, the Jalen Brunson signing with the Knicks, leaving the Mavs. I thought that was a good move for the Mavs, um, for the Knicks. Not so great move. Wait, you thought it was a good move for the Mavs to let them walk? Yeah. Just, you know, well, I mean, what was their, what was their alternative? To sign him. To sign him to the same deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that better to let him walk. Wow. So you, so you, is it just like all based on the loop of time frame? Cause like obviously they're going to be worse this year. I don't think they'll be worse this year without Jalen Brunson. Like they got, they got Christian Wood. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. Yeah. I think they'll be worse without Brunson. I mean, that's also not saying much because they got to the conference. Finals I think Luca will be better. I don't think they'll get to the conference finals without Brunson. I think they could. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I think I think Luca should be considered a top two player in the league. Top five. Top five, definitely. But I, I would consider I would have him number two. But we could talk about that future episode. Uh, yeah. How can Jay- you put him above Steph right now? After he just got outplayed by him in the series, and Steph just won it all in one Finals MVP. Because I don't do it based on like who wins it every year. It's who I think is the best player and what I watch the games. And I Whatever. think I think Luca's the best player on the on the court most of the most of the time, unless he's playing against Giannis. Steph Curry, yeah, he was better in that series, but right, he's also. I think he was better in that series because he had a few big better better games that were like clinchers for the Warriors. But I don't think he overall played better than than uh, than Luca. But we can get into that in the future episode, unless you want to talk about it now. No, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that right now. Uh, what was the other ones? Oh, uh, Dante Dante DiVincenzo signing with the Warriors. I thought that was a good signing. Obviously, we haven't really seen him play any big games in the last two years because of his injury. He got injured right before the uh, their championship run. Um, but I think I think he could be a great fit for them. You know. Yeah. He, I mean, so he's essentially replacing, like, because you lost uh, Otto Porter and you lost Gary Payton. So, like, he's going to fill playoff minutes for them. So, like, you, you realistically think about it, right? They have the same starters as they did, you know, with Steph Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney. Your bench minutes consist of... I'm assuming you're going to be banking on one of the younger guys to develop. So you get like either Kaminga and or Moody and then Dante that gets you to like at least seven and then you have pool. So you have, you have a solid eight man rotation you can count on and probably more if, you know, you got to think maybe two of the like Moody Kaminga I don't think you can trust um, who's the big guy that didn't put Wiseman. Wiseman. I, don't think, I don't think you'll be able to trust him as a rookie. I, I, when I'm doing like the calculus for the Warriors, I don't really count as those players being any like they're not impactful. Like they didn't play any meaningful minutes in like the conference finals or the finals. Any, any three of those players. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you're letting <laughs> Gary Payton and Otto Porter walk, we and don't know if did. those players can play. We don't. I mean, Kaminga. Listening to what I'm saying, I'm saying they're probably banking on having the Dante and pull off. So that's your seven guys that are legit rotation playoff players. And I'm saying they're probably banking on like getting like a fringe one 
to two ish of those players like playing yeah that's what i'm saying yeah they're definitely banking on that i'm saying that we don't we don't know if those players can play yeah yeah i agree but i I think at least one of those guys will be ready to play postseason minutes this year either kaminga or moody we'll see um but again like i mean if the warriors can manage that where they kaminga and uh wiseman uh pull like pick up the where they like where Steph and Clay and Draymond picked up. I mean, this, that would be the greatest dynasty of all time. What do you mean I'm, picked up? Like they didn't. It's still it's still Clay, Steph and Draymond's team. Like those players don't uh, don't really mean anything to the team. The championship that they just won. So well, they're I just pool. I think pool does. I mean, he, had, he averaged like twelve points a game, bro. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's all right. Important can, piece. Important piece, but you can. It's a replaceable piece. Yeah, that's fair. And um, so I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, Poole, Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman are just going to, you know, kind of just tra- help them transition to that new phase. I don't I don't think that's like a given. Like we haven't seen no, anything from not. them. But I'm saying if that happens, the greatest dynasty of all time, like it's not even close, like San Antonio Spurs, I would, don't think would have anything on them because they never won back to back titles. It was it was like a longer period, more you yeah. know, slowly developed like the Warriors yeah, I mean, have done got it. like one or two more definitely because yeah, I think the Spurs have Spurs did win four I believe that five because five. Five. Okay. yeah so they need one more to tie them and it's in oh, the shorter stretch, stretch. Yeah, yeah shorter stretch so you know I think you know and again that's why that's kind of why I was like lower on the Warriors because I didn't think I didn't think they had any new pieces to add I didn't know what Clay Thompson was going to be Draymond slowing down you didn't a little know bit. what Wiggins was going to be obvious that was yeah I didn't know what Wiggins was going to be but they were able to kind of they were able to make it work this year like really like fill some of those holes that were lacking from previous years but I don't like I don't have that much faith in them moving forward like I think the league will be better next year I think they'll still be competitive but it's gonna be tough, bro. They're getting older. Always tough, man. It's always tough. Um, but we'll see. Uh, were there any like surprise signings that you thought like why did that player sign there? Or I thought the Bruce Brown to the Nuggets was kind of interesting. Um, give him a, a you know a little bit more yeah, def- I think, defender. Yeah, I think they kind of like went that route by trading, making that KCP trade, and then obviously getting Brown as well. Yeah, um, I think it puts a lot of pressure and weight on, um, you know, their big three for essentially giving them like almost all the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it also throws a, a good amount of pressure on Bones Highland as a second year to make a big step and be that yeah. consistent, you know, um, point guard for them or backup point guard. Um, so yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, see what Mary looks like. I mean, he's gonna have plenty of plenty of time off now. He should be, you know, uh, I mean, he's a what like he'll probably be like a year and a half by the time the season starts. Didn't it happen in like the winter months of the uh not this past season, the season before? Well, who are we talking t- about again? Uh, about Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Yeah, it was he got hurt before the bucks championship so yeah. yeah a year and a half but it was like towards the end of the season that's why he was out this whole year yeah same i mean Kawhi's coming back jamal's coming back michael porter jr's coming back so the west west, west is going to have some new teams and zion zion's coming back so the west is going to be you know there's going to be some teams gunning for it 
Blazers, I mean, I like some of the moves they made. Uh, Lillard will be on the court. Uh, we'll What's see how defense for once. Yeah, we'll see how uh, Simons is next to him because it was wasn't it kind of like uh, people were questioning why, like once Lillard got hurt, why Simons kind of like blew up and was it maybe Lillard getting his getting in his way of his development or you know could he just was he able to just kind of find his groove and now he he has more confidence. Yeah, um, playing next to Dame. There's definitely uh, it's it's good for the league. It's we've gotten away from the Warriors like dynasty. Yeah, I mean, depend like this is all contingent on the KD move. Um, of like, I mean, there's got to be like seven or eight teams you could see that, that like you wouldn't be shocked if they won the NBA title next year. I was uh in a future episode I, like I was I wanted to do I have this written down but um like right before the season I want to do like a can you see this team win the championship? Like, is there any chance this when team wins a championship to like eliminate all the teams that we don't think have any chance? And I was, I got to like 11 really? of like teams that like I could see winning it if like everything fell right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We definitely should look into that. But, um, um, but yeah, other than that, um, I mean, nothing too drastic. Like Chet's playing tonight. Yeah. Um, think a lot of teams a lot of teams got better um you know i think i'm not really sure what the heat i mean maybe they're just banking on like a durant type thing but they haven't seemed like they've really done much at all this this offseason so far yeah they need another got better the celtics got better i think the bucks got better obviously the clippers heat are Um, banking on that kd trade i guess yeah but we'll see uh, if you if you had to bet on it in the next week, does a KD deal to get done? I'd say it'll happen before August first. August first, okay. But I'm not sure about the next week. Yeah, the, I mean, teams probably. I mean, is there any chance the Nets hold on to KD? Like for the season rost- starts, how their rosters like filling out? I wouldn't be shocked, but how player empowerment works nowadays? I'd say probably not. Yeah, I think his last game has been played in a Nets uniform, but like Who, even getting like Ty Warren on the minimum, like they seem like they've had some good moves. Around. Like they got the um, Royce O'Neal from the Jazz, which would be like a good fit around those guys, like a good wing defender who can shoot the three a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Who do you think uh, gets moved first, KD or Kyrie? another good question you got to move Kyrie first because then if if the if they move KD and then the Kyrie thing falls through (laughs) then they gotta buy him out or something yeah exactly but like you only have him for one more year so I I don't think it's that this is what I don't get why would the Nets trade for Westbrook trade Kyrie for Westbrook if they're just gonna buy out Westbrook when Westbrook makes more money than Kyrie couldn't they just buy out Kyrie They'd probably get that's what the Nets are trying to get compensation for the attachment for taking on the Westbrook contract. Gotcha. Imagine Ben Simmons and Westbrook playing together. Oh my God, that'd be awful. It'd be literally like that Twitter video where they just like dribble, like go up for layup and just pass the ball and (laughs) dribble, jump up, pass the ball. (laughs) Oh no, you know, you know, Westbrook's fucking gun in it. You know, he's shooting the ball. That that would be. Brutal in the eyes. Yeah. (laughs) 
I do feel bad for Simmons. I know I know that's uh, crazy to you, but I do feel bad for him. You're getting silence from me. All right, all right, all right. Uh, next episode, I'm not sure what we'll talk about. Probably a KD trade, a Kyrie trade, maybe more uh, how the outlook of the league has changed um, based on how those trades look. Uh, but we'll jump on as soon as possible. That wraps up this episode. Thank you, Gladdy. Thank you to everyone out there. Please rate and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Peace.